what's up everybody you are tuned into the elks call with the elks herd my name is scout aka the rep from section x and i'm Catherine, aka the even elks and today our special guest is once again you the <laughs> viewers i think we finally have a name for our chat i think it's officially going to be the herd chat <laughs> so yes we are really hoping uh to see your names in the herd chat today please once again blow it up uh because that's what we're all here for uh so yeah very stacked show today believe it or not with the edmonton elves coming off the bye week we're gonna get you prepped for toronto versus edmonton so that uh, argonauts versus edmonton elks game that is our make or break point uh of okay. the season if we lose that game we are going to be out so yep. uh yeah out of the playoffs anyways we don't have i think i saw 0 0.05 or 0 0.02 is very low chances but we do have odds um so first off we're gonna we're gonna go over a very very brief recap of the bc lions game because obviously it was a bye week mm -hmm. uh and then transactions because we have quite a few of those yes quite a few transactions um and then after that uh we're gonna do the edmonton sports update and then we're we are going to open up the fan forum once again so that's going to be a big one today we do have three topics very hot topics um that being said we have a quick recap to go through yeah kathy we'll make it uh just quick and sweet and not so painful <laughs> <laughs> uh the edmonton elks were of course defeated we know how it went 37 29 by the bc lions down at commonwealth on friday september 22nd but in all it was a really exciting game once again coming down to the solid effort of the team on the fourth um, I mean, not only did the Lions defense have Trey Fort's number, we saw it quite well. Feasted, they, had, yeah. they had a really good defense. They had a really good offense. They, um, you know, they were expecting a lot, of, a lot of his runs. But, you know, the Elks also kept turning the ball over on down. So one could say that there were a lot of things that were left to desire for the team during that game. But at the end of the day, at least, we had points on the board, which, yeah. you know, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. I think the most important point is that now we can see that the Edmonton Elks are maturing mm -hmm. and they can be contenders even with the best in the league. So while it was disappointing, of course, because it ended up in a loss, it certainly wasn't discouraging. Um, they were some really good highlights, you know, they were some very sloppy points yeah <laughs> uh so i do truly believe that this is a great development year for the elks and they have shown a lot of growth in the past few weeks so in all it was an entertainment entertaining game yeah uh but that takes us to the next game which will be played in toronto on friday october 6th and yes we will be there we will be traveling to toronto uh Friday morning yes. to get there just in time for the game. Well, the the tailgate, actually. We want to make sure that we go to the tailgate there in Toronto to see how it compares to the ones that uh, we have here. Yeah, guys, uh, we're definitely going to be judging that tailgate a little bit over there in Toronto, something we're kind of looking forward to. 
you know, maybe might uh, might convince Catherine into doing a little let's cook in <laughs> uh, just to show everybody what Toronto's tailgate looks like, right? We've shown everybody on our Instagram what our tailgate looks like. Uh, we share pictures of ours all the time, but we never get to see another tailgate, even though Calgary is right around the corner. Uh, we, we don't ever make it down there. No, so. we don't. We haven't seen any other ones. So exactly. But that fun. being said, right, wouldn't it be nice to make maybe a little uh, stadium tailgate series in our YouTube in our YouTube channel, yeah. which is at Shotgun Sports Network <laughs> LTD. Please go hit subscribe, hit like on this video. That way we get into the algorithm. So, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate everybody viewing today. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, I mean, going into the game, we do have, of course, some transactions, as you mentioned. We did have American wide receiver Randy Satterfield that was released mm-hmm. and national defensive lineman Olive Charles Pierre. That's yeah. in French. I can't pronounce Pierre. it. Pierre. Oliver you know, Charles Pierre. You figure with my Spanish being fluent <laughs> in Spanish that I would be able to, but I can't. So um, American quarterback Dresser Wynn uh, was also signed. Yeah. So, but now let's talk about the injuries. Uh, that's uh, the that's the tough part. You know, it's been a bad week for the Alex on injuries. I do recall seeing that tweet by Dave Campbell um, that he clearly calls out the organization saying that having the players play four games in 19 days is not helpful for maintaining player safety. Well, call, calling out the league, yeah, right. calling out the oh, league. Oh, of course, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yes, the league in, in general, not just the organization. Yeah, well, and that's because the Edmonton Elks, obviously, they don't set that schedule. What does set their schedule, and it's interesting because we were just talking to one of our good friends. We just went to Iron Maiden, and he's a massive concert buff. We kind of almost have it down to the point where we know when certain acts are going to be coming in based on the Edmonton Elks schedule. Mm-hmm. So you have to work with international uh, acts, right? International acts in general or events that want to come to Commonwealth. They place their spots or where where they want to utilize the building. They schedule all of that a year or two in advance. Mm -hmm. So we also need to remember, based on that, based on, let's say, the NHL, right? right? Like with the Mm -hmm. Heritage Classic, we couldn't possibly have another home game past that 14th. So that does put a bind on, sure, the Elks organization, but, you know, more most importantly, the CFL scheduling. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, CFL scheduling was less than ideal. Yes, we've, saw, we've seen a great amount of injuries. We also did see, you know, what was it? In eight days, I think we played three games back in 2021. Yeah. That crazy. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that one. Oh, I, yeah, it was either <laughs> that. I don't think it was last year, was it? Or... Uh... No, I, I, I think it was 2021. Yeah. So the they've, and that was due to COVID COVID year was weird. That was that Toronto Argonauts yeah. game. I think they rescheduled that one to the end of it that we tried to go to. Mm-hmm. So sure. There are things that they can't control. Same time. Dave Campbell also has a very good point. That's, that's not good for player safety. And well, now our team is seeing the results of this. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, with, you're putting a lot of pressure on the players to go. I mean, it's a very, very physical game, right? Mm-hmm. That these are athletes and they are conditioned to it, but that still doesn't mean that they are prone to injury if they continue to play in a schedule no. that is not necessarily the healthiest. So that being said, you're right. You know, the CFL had to kind of go with what they had and schedule as they did, um, which, you know, wasn't ideal, not just for the Edmonton Elks, no. really. 
Uh, we did have, okay, so bear with me. It's a list. <laughs> Sam Achimpong. 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 Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, that's you know the only me. one. No, that, you know me and names. Uh, D-line, he's out with a groin injury. O-line, oh, um, Philip Grohovec, out with a healthy, healthy scratch. Defensive back, Scott Hutter, out with a shoulder injury. That, that one sucks a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, defense back Marcus Le- Lewis out with a calf injury. That one also, also really sucks. Really sucks. Linebacker Niles Morgan out with a hamstring injury. That one really sucks. Right. Uh, Jamin Pelly out with appendicitis, which thankfully he caught it on time. That's going to be treatable, but still. Yes. Um, yeah. Appendicitis. That's what we said, right? Is good thing you caught it, man. It sucks that we're not going to see him out there. Mm-hmm. We want him to be healthy first and foremost. So, yes. as with everybody. Yes. And of course, defensive line, um, Daniel Ross out with an elbow injury as well. So, that one also sucks. Whew. Well, we all know, we said it before, just as we started, that the next game is a must win yeah. to reach that position of the third in the West so that we can continue. Now, with all of these injuries, how do you think that game's going to go? <sighs> So Toronto Argonauts, as we know, they're going to be playing all their starters or as, you know, as long as they're healthy, they're going to be playing their star players. We are in, in for, I think a rough game based on the injuries. Niles Morgan, he's been a standout this year. He was, you know, kind of like a player to watch since, since Mm -hmm. training camp. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We recognize that Niles Morgan was going to have a big impact. Unfortunately, we're we're not going to have him in a very critical marquee matchup here. Um, this is our playoff lives are on the line. Based on, you know, you need three up and three down from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I do not see us coming away with a win. Would the upset be amazing? Of course. We're going, we want to go and watch a win. The Elks sometimes play better on the road. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this game will more than likely sway the way of Toronto Argonauts. However, anything can happen. I'm praying for a win. I just uh, based on the injuries, based on this team having a hard time in the first half for the last few games now. Yeah. It's just it's 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 hard to see how we will win. However, that doesn't mean that we're losing hope. Uh, what about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm kind of on the same boat that I don't think we're necessarily going to walk away with a win, but that's just because there's a few things that are, you know, set against us in that sense with the injuries and just what we have seen in the past. Uh, that being said, it has been a bye week, and um, I'm not sure if these injuries happened before the bye week and they were aware of it and they had the chance to practice with the roster that they have that would be playing. Yeah, I think more than likely what happened here is the team was hoping that a lot of these injuries were going to clear themselves, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't really want to dig into anything, and especially going into a bye week. It's like a week off for everybody. So it's like a week off from your job. It's like vacation. I'm sure they get to practice still. Uh, Like that that would be on their own. They can go to the facility and I guess they could technically use the field or they could book in time and do whatever they want in that sense. However, there's nothing that's actually organized by the organization 
during bye weeks mm, yeah. so there's no assessments or anything like that mm-hmm. once they come back at business as usual they do all of their assessments see where the players are at and that's where it's kind of like that gray area they hope that when players they, the will heal up by the time they make it back <laughs> yes. and unfortunately in this instance as we see by the injury list it did not go our way it was a little bit of the opposite but i mean that being said we still have a lot of really good pieces yeah right now playing right i mean that's not to discount everything that trey ford has been doing we still have some amazing power players um you know both in the d line and the o line totally you know we have gino lewis we have arsenal we have jake saras now there Right. So I think what we can expect is a competitive game. And I think that's what we can hope for, just as we have seen in the past. Right. As long as we get entertainment, as long as it's a fun game to watch, I think even if we walk away with the loss, it will still be a good experience. Yeah. I mean, once again, right, as long as we watch a competitive game, I think this this fan base is happy. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. one of those things where we just we need to see this team somewhat progress, even against a. An, an opponent like Toronto and Toronto they're elite they're best in the east they're potentially best in the league right now it's hard to deny they they went ahead and flexed on Winnipeg last week <laughs> uh there were this last weekend here with that game they flexed on them I believe there I believe it was a Thursday it was either a Thursday yeah I, I think it was a Thursday night game either so. way um yeah I mean they threw in their third string quarterback and in doing that, sure, you could be admitting defeat. You're also saying, I don't care what happens with this game. I want this guy to get reps. Because yes. once again, anything can happen. If yes. Chad Kelly does go down, let's say against the Edmonton Alts, at least they have Dukes back there. Dukes, correction yeah. from last uh, last episode. <laughs> Dukes is his name. And he did great. He did great he did. in his outing. Uh, and then they went to his backup for the game. <laughs> so Toronto, I think I think they're going to put on it, going to try to put on a good show. We also have to remember too. This game is the 150th anniversary right. of the oldest gridiron football team in in the world. The Toronto Argonauts are the oldest team. They've been around the a lot longer in the world for as far as I believe for the world. I I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're older. The CFLs uh, or the Grey Cup, sorry, is like the oldest American football trophy. Yes. So or gridiron football, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a massive game. Toronto's going to come out swinging. The keys to this game for the Edmonton Elks is going to be outscoring whatever that defense does to them. Yeah. Really, realistically, finding a way to break down Toronto's defense and finding a way to get past them—that's going to be—that's wow. going to be the key to success for They're this game. Definitely going to put them to the test. That's for sure. So, I yeah. mean, would it? Would I love to see a win? away oh well we're in a different city with a whole bunch of be great (laughs) it would it would be be great great. we're gonna be rolling with um a couple of edmonton elks eskimos fans from back in the day and then a couple of argonauts tailgaters a couple of good argonauts folks so uh and then yes pa announcer shout out to adam uh over at the toronto argonauts we're going to get a peek in at the PA booth mm-hmm. and have some fun with some Toronto Argonauts fans. Check out that tailgate, eat, eat a little bit of uh, grub. Yeah, and... you know what? They're, they're probably super friendly. They're not Calgarian, so we should be fine. I like it. That's <laughs> going to be that's gonna be real. 
for real for, for real, real. <laughs> but yes yeah, i mean drink. should be should be good should be good and i think the the only thing that we can hope is for a competitive game really that's, yep. that's my prediction so no i agree all right well let's let's move on to our next segment which is the edmonton sports update Today's update is brought to you by Herdies. Catch us at every Edmonton Elks tailgate party in stall 44 in lot A, two hours before kickoff. Herdies, we smoke the meats. Last week, the Edmonton Elks were on a bye week. This Friday, they visit Toronto to take on the Argonauts. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. Mountain. The Edmonton Oilers are hosting the Seattle Kraken on Friday night to wrap up preseason. Their regular season starts on Wednesday the 11th in Vancouver against the Canucks. The Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting two teams at Rogers Place this weekend. Catch some WHL action on Saturday at 7pm against the Prince Albert Raiders and Sunday at 12pm against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And the University of Alberta Golden Bears football team defeated the Regina Rams, 46-27 last Friday. They take on the Saskatchewan Huskies in Edmonton on Saturday. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. Mountain. As well, courtesy of John, the current Oilers score right now is 5-2 in the second intermission. Love it. And in other Canadian sports news, the Toronto Blue Jays have officially oh. been swept and eliminated at the hands of the Minnesota Twins. You know, I thought we were not going to talk about that, but... We're the Elks Herd, <laughs> and you're up to date. Here's your disappointing news <laughs> of today. Oh, Blue Jays. So just so before we don't jump into the affiliates, part of this trip, we were trying to catch a Blue Jays playoff game. We were somewhat close. The Blue Jays made it to... Oh, yeah, thank you, John, by the way. 12 p.m. on Sun, uh, on Monday, not Sunday. Okay. Monday, anyways. Okay. But yeah, so we were extremely close. We were right there. And the Blue Jays, unfortunately, did not make it into the next round of the playoffs. They did not make it past the wild card. You know what? They didn't deserve that spot anyways. They have not been playing the greatest Ugh. this year. There's clearly a lot of moving parts over there that is not working. But, you know, when you're going to a city where there's hopes of catching a playoff game. <laughs> you really, really, really hoped that that would happen. And uh, it came close. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say close, but we should have paid to play Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, well, and part of the problem, too, was the bats with the Toronto Blue Jays this year. Hmm. Uh, very, very disappointing. The bats could not come alive when we needed it. So, yeah, I mean, it's rather disappointing. I sure hope that the Blue Jays do something a little bit better next year. Uh, some coaching decisions were not the greatest. Schneider, I uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be back next year, based on what I saw. But, um, anyways, yeah. So once again, everybody, if you are interested in Oil Kings this weekend, uh, Monday at 12 p.m., not Sunday. And yes, John, we will actually answer that question. Uh, in the fan forum after the fan forum 
So it's a really good question about the stadium upgrades. Uh, we will dig into that in a minute. Before we get to the fan forum, we have to let everybody know about our affiliates. And one of them is RoyalRetros.com. So Royal Retros, we are still celebrating that 2023 USFL championship season for the Birmingham Stallions. Use code Stampede for 10% off over at RoyalRetros.com. Giddy up. And we also want to remind everybody there is some sweet double E vintage throwback jerseys mm -hmm. over there as well. So if you are interested in some sweet throwback gear, including CFL, use code Stampede. Go get yourself 10% off. You know what? I wonder if they have some really good deals right now with the merger. That they're just getting rid of the they're probably just making merch. really good sales actually <laughs> they're probably doing great um the, as well things engraved.ca they are they are the official merchandise supplier for shotgun sports and the elks herd so uh check it out in the description we will have the link in there there's always something on sale over at things engraved nice Oh, beautiful. The beautiful news coming in from our Bama correspondent. We have Ryan Messer in the chat. News on Royal Retros. USFL dropped the lawsuit versus Royal Retros for that Whoa. gear. So <laughs> now there will definitely be some beautiful some really good vintage USFL gear and CFL and many yes. other leagues. NFL, um, I, potentially NFL. I should probably check my facts. Mm -hmm. Either way, Go ahead and go check out that awesome uh, gear over at royalretros.com. Just make sure you use code STAMPEDE to go get the 10% off. Last one. Sometimes when you swear a lot, you got to wash your mouth out. No. <laughs> but not with soap. Because this Canadian soap is amazing. Lather.com. L-A-T-H-R.com. Use Shotgun Sports 15 to go support some amazing Canadian soap. I believe Ontario, which is where we are going. So go hit it up. 15% off. Shotgun Sports 15. All right. Best part of the episode. It always is. We are going to open up the fan forum. So in this segment, we're going to talk about some hot topics surrounding the CFL and Edmonton sports mm -hmm. and potentially just sports in general. And our live listeners will get to chime in on each topic we discuss. Make sure you comment in the, in the herd chat after we ask the question and as we'll look to the chat and we will bring you onto the show. Bring your bring your response onto the show. All right, let's get started. And uh, BC Lions fan? <laughs> no, that's the other one. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a tiger cat, obviously. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. So recently our Twitter account has seen multiple cries for CFL branded apparel. A uh, fan ended up starting a conversation about how CFL merch or opposing team merchandise should be sold in home team stadiums or stores. Do you think this would be a good move for the CFL in promoting league specific and opposition merch at home team stores? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing some CFL branded stuff because I personally, I don't really know outside of specific stores that you can find a lot of cfl branded uh that being said i mean the whole purpose of a team having their merch is to support the team 
right. right? If you're going to a stadium, is to support the stadium, the team, the city. Yeah. So at that point, it's just CFL just trying to make more money for an, an organization that I think makes just enough money on their own. <laughs> well, and here's kind of like like the, the Easter egg about this. So you can actually get CFL branded merch at the Ottawa Red Blacks official team store. I believe it's called Lansdowne Apparel or something like that. But you can get the CFL branded merch directly from those guys, which Ottawa, capital of Canada, I see what they did there. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Just, I think on that point, like John says here, that a CFL store should be really maybe at Western Small. And I agree. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe just add a lot more CFL branded stuff at Sportcheck. Maybe just add a lot of CFL branded stuff at sports stores in, at the mall. But yeah. when it comes to um, stadiums, going to the stadium, I think you should be able to just buy that team's apparel. So I am completely against buying opposition's merchandise <laughs> well and see okay so here's here's the example that i had given to somebody recently right i'd given somebody this example so you bring your kid to an edmonton Owls game and there's let's say winnipeg blue bombers gear gear there so the kid has a choice between blue bombers gear and edmonton Owls gear the kid decides the blue bombers gear right so now the years go on you're bringing your kid the kid you know kind of likes going to the home team games but more specifically only wants to see the, when, the game when the Blue Bombers come to town. That's the only time that the kid wants to go to the game. Okay, that's cool. But now that kid becomes an adult, and now they only go to the game when their team is in town. They're only buying Winnipeg Blue Bombers merch online, however they can get it. So, you know, the, there's a there's a there's a downstream effect. There's a big trickle effect with promoting the opposition team in your building. Yes, it is actually bad for business. Sure. In that immediate moment, you make a sale, but in the long term, that kid is no longer going to be in, in his, in that, in that person's lifespan, since they got to decide as a kid, what team they wanted to cheer for. There's thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars in one fan that has now gone the other way to a different op- uh, to the opposition organization really so yes there there is a big business aspect to it. it having a dedicated cfl store i think that that is an amazing idea having you know in some of your biggest markets having a cfl specific store let's say edmonton yeah flagship area uh, right saskatchewan having a cfl store in saskatchewan because people do travel there um let's say cfl pop-up store what if the cfl had their own pop-up stores on game day where you could get cfl specific merch or gray cup anytime there's a gray cup you could have a cfl pop-up store not just selling the gray cup merch because yes there is a big business in the gray cup event itself the festival and all the merch that goes with it specifically for that city i get that but Give people a channel to buy that CFL merchandise because there is actually demand for it. Yeah, of course. And I mean, just to add to that, even if you are a fan of a specific team, chances are is that you may know somebody else that is a fan of another team. And, you know, I know that, you know, you being a Leafs fan, myself being an Oilers fan, it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, 
anyways, uh, you know, going to the mall and seeing some of those flagship stores that have a little bit of merch of every single team, it makes it really easy for me to just buy, you know, something for you as a present. That's exactly what John is saying here in the chat, right? Lids doesn't have much CFO merchandise. And I asked and they said it just doesn't sell uh, any. They don't stock it. But lots of NFL merchandise at uh, at Lids and Sportcheck. So and that's that's back end. That's licensing. That's that's deals from the CFL going down to the uh, going down to somebody like Lids, right? So um, yeah, I mean that's frustrating. Matt, our good friend Matt, an American himself, which we we are going to talk America here in a minute, America and the CFL, but why not carry players' brands? And I don't think we see that a lot, no, right? I mean, not like not. in the States. I mean, you have merchandise for, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You sure. see the big names plastered everywhere where you go shopping. Yeah. But I don't think I have seen much of that when it comes to the CFL. No, so, yeah, I mean, with the, with the CFL, you definitely don't see that now. There are still players that have their own athletic brands, right? Um you see a lot of it, a lot of that in retired players, but like, let's say Kamar Jordan, he had his own brand on the side. Uh, he's, his brand follows the herd. So we do know about that, but there, there are athletic brands from these athletes that are out there. And unfortunately we just do not see that kind of, that kind of networking or that kind of uh, camaraderie between a lot of these businesses. Like, you know, maybe in your contract, it'd be nice, right? Maybe in one of your contract negotiations, hey, uh, I would like, I would like some promotion on my brand, or I'd like to be able to wear my hats or or my mm -hmm. shirts or promote it just like they do in the NFL. And even now in college, we're starting to see with the NIL deals, we're starting to see players in college have their own brands now. <laughs> would that be competition here, though? Seeing that as it is, the CFL merge that you see is so minimal. Then now you're adding something else on top of that that it's going to take away from that. Uh, it, it depends on if it makes money and everything else, right? Yeah. Yes, the uh, CFL contracts have been a little bit tough. They have been a little <laughs> tricky because they're all mostly short. Uh, your player jersey all of a sudden isn't worth anything within a year or two of you buying it. That's been a huge problem with the contract. So, yes, you're very correct. However... In this instance, I think that would, if anything, that would actually be a good case for somebody to stay because their branding is really good. Like, let's say James Wilder, right? Mm -hmm. He probably would have been sticking around had he not had a permanent permanent career-ending injury involving his spine. So, yeah. like, like, let's say with all of that, he self-built that. But imagine if James Wilder had his stuff in the team store. Right? Wouldn't that be like, hey, could I get a spot in the team store? Maybe I'll I'll give you guys a deal on the salary if there's a potential that I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, but I mean, all I know is that there isn't much. I I don't know if it's demand. You know, I don't know if it's an issue of demand because I don't have enough information to know whether you know if there was an actual flagship store somewhere for the CFL if people would just go to it and yeah sell out probably not but i mean and it also i think it's also on the popularity of the league yeah now i mean here a big a really good example very timely example is evander kane for the edmonton oilers 
his closing right. line his is that the Oilers team store. There you yes. go. But now the Oilers are massive right now because they've had a really good couple of years. Yeah. People have taken notice. They're expecting lots of things and they are the talk of the town. Yeah. Right. The CFL, Edmonton Alex, not quite. So I think it's also a matter of popularity of the league yeah. itself. And it's not quite there yet. And also just not enough demand, I guess. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what a prototype model looks like. Uh, luckily for us, we have our own expenses and our own stuff to deal <laughs> with over at uh, Shotgun Sports and the Elks Herd. Uh, before we dig into our next question, just want to say thank you to our listeners, wherever you're listening to you, your favorite podcast. Also, thank you to our live listeners and everybody that is blowing up the Herd chat. And... For listeners over at Edmonton Sports Talk, there is more than likely a game happening at the time of this, but after the game, you can actually catch the Elks call. <laughs> you know what? It's a five o'clock game. If you're listening on Edmonton Sports Talk, it you've tuned right in right after. at the right time. <laughs> um, okay, so question number two in the fan forum. As of late, many Americans have been tuning into CFL football. You heard it right and you heard it here americans have been tuning into cfl football something we have not been able to say for an extremely long time as cfl fans so we have found that the tides are turning for american viewership a feat that has not been seen for years what do you think the reason is for this sudden uptick in american interest Heard chat. We definitely need some. We need some opinion here. We need some. Well, I think. I mean, they might just find it entertaining. Really, I mean, now the CFL has made it a lot more available. Right now, it's a lot easier for people to tune in to CFL games first and foremost. And now, is that because of the CBS deal, or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So okay. now, internationally and to the U.S., uh, the CFL has the CFL Plus. I believe that they call it now that that was with the, the yes, deal with yes. CBS. And now you have the uh, opportunity of logging into the CFL website just five minutes before the game starts and being able to watch it online. So ease of access. And you exactly. think that ease of access has a big to do with it? Well, you know, when I was reading a little bit about it, it's uh, it's interesting because I saw right on the CFL website people asking questions. And one of them was this lady uh, from Sweden asking how to get access to watch the CFL games. And a guy from Germany saying that his favorite team was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. <laughs> so nice. internationally, this is starting to pick up. And So then would that be with the global drafts? Because we do our global draft process, right? We, we interviewed Max Parkinson at the CFL Combine this year. We noticed that all of a sudden we were having a big uptick in UK viewership, most likely his family. Um, but for our, our videos and our media and our content, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we saw a slight uptick from those areas and then, um, the sumo wrestler as well. There was a sumo wrestler right. that, yeah, you know, could do a spin move at the drop of a dime yes. and that also brought in some interest and some notice and the CFL 2.0 initiative that Randy Ambrosi originally put out which was to bring in, if, if we can't get a bit more Americans, we're going to bring everybody else into the brand. Sure. It, it, it has slightly worked. 
yes, we are starting to see more of the international side of it. And then the other thing too is with the European League of Football. I, I want to say it's the Euro- European League of American Football, ELAP. I want to say I could be wrong. But that also now has sparked up a ton of interest once again over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I do believe that on the international scale, we have been seeing an uptick, but more specifically, Americans. And they also live, breathe, and eat football. They do. Down in America. However, take a look at XFL and take a look at USFL. So something that's in their backyards and their average attendance, I think for both of those leagues, the average attendance was still much lower than the CFL's average attendance. So they have fresh spring football immediately in their backyard and they were not flocking to it. Now the NFL is on. People have NFL people have American football real genuine top tier (laughs) American football we're Canadian football we have the real Canadian football over here (laughs) but with that American football piece they they could be watching NFL yet they're still tuning in and I guess that's probably because of time slot right we're not we're not on Sundays we're Saturdays which is college football and Fridays which is some college football I'll tell you what I think happened I think they heard how much the Edmonton Elks were sucking because it was making world news, right? We know that everybody in the world were keeping track of that. Yes. And then suddenly they turned it around and they're like, oh, I got to see this. So I got to see this. What's interesting about <laughs> that point is that I, I, so over at Shotgun Sports on Facebook, we have quite a few pages Shotgun Sports, the courtside, or Shotgun Sports courtside, I believe. Shotgun Sports, the mat, which is our NCAA wrestling page. Uh, we also have Shotgun Sports, the Gridiron, which is our American football NFL. That's where we focus on that stuff. We also have the Elks Herd, but then we also have a page called Shotgun Sports Penalty Box, which has been around for five years. And an admin over there, I, I had asked him because he was basically checking up on every loss and putting a message in there. And I would unfortunately have to answer like, yeah, we got a, we got, we got whooped again. Like, yeah, of course, the Edmonton Elks didn't win. Like, what do you want? At some point, he's like, yeah, it's a sobriety check. So, yeah. And and I asked afterwards, once we got the win and once once all was right in the world again, as far as Edmonton football, I asked him, I'm like, so wait a moment. How do you know? Like, you know, like right down to the minute when we lose. How could you possibly know what's going on with Edmonton right now? Like with the Elks, besides all of our stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, it's getting huge coverage down here in America, man. Like, everybody knows about this losing streak. That losing streak is all over the news every single day. So, sure, as a fan, the losing streak was absolutely horrible. For the brand, the Edmonton Elks, and for the CFL. It was getting coverage. Believe it or not, the Edmonton Elks losing streak is one of the best things that could have happened to the CFL. Because now Americans are tuning in. And when they were watching the losing streak, sure, maybe they're like, how can a team be so bad? Or how are they going to lose this time? But in that process, they realized that the Rouge is kind of cool. They realized that three down football is kind of high speed and high flying. The CBS commercial, that's some pretty good football, eh? Like, you know, there's there's certain pieces that have somehow worked really, really well for the CFL. And and that's where I say that it was perhaps entertainment. Yes. Because it's something that is different than what they're used to, but it's still football. Right? Well, and we all watch this to be entertained. We're, we're simply just watching football for entertainment. It's live sports. It's 
something to kill time. And, and for Americans, it's football. And sure, it's Canadian football and we have our goofy rules. But I think what's interesting about this question, and if we were to ask it, let's say, two years ago, we would be laughed at for being CFL fans. And when we entered as the Elks herd, we got the, oh, there's like, oh, CFL still running or, oh, I forgot there's Canadian football. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys aren't Packers people. So we had all sorts of those comments when we started this up. Now, I would say that you're hard, you're, you're hard pressed to find that kind of comment. Yeah. And we have Brian here, Ryan Messer saying ESPN is showing it more often. Also, people are looking for alternatives to the NFL for various reasons, rule changes, protecting the moneymaker players, and also the fatigue of the NFL in general. That's a really good point, Ryan. Thank you for bringing that up because um, fatigue with the NFL. And I'm somebody that can attest. The NFL is getting really, really hard to watch. I could put on my tinfoil hat right now and go real hard on this. But, um, and it's not even just because I'm a Green Bay Fat Packers fan. I've kind of been watching a very stale product with the NFL in general for years now. And when you see, you know, three to four games all in one playoff weekend go down to the last three seconds right. with a kick to win scenario, it just, it, it, it brings a lot of questions. And I do think that the gambling world, which is once again, this is a reason why we have not added any gambling ads or anything on this mm -hmm. show. Do you think that the gambling world has gotten a little bit out of hand? And uh, that's where I'll leave that one. Uh, John over here, CFL Plus needs to be a real app with games, exclusive content, and more for us Canadians. Unfortunately, we have not dug in too much to CFL Plus. Oh. We fork over a lot of money to our friends over at TELUS to make sure that we have all of the uh, channels and everything else for sports. They're not my friends. Uh, I say, I say that uh, with a little bit of sarcasm behind it. Uh, and then John, once again, yes, Taylor Swift is bringing in new NFL fans. Oh, man, I don't even want to go into that. I mean, I find it extremely entertaining for all the wrong reasons, <sighs> right? I mean, the NFL is definitely taking advantage and monetizing from this whole Taylor Swift thing. And it's kind of like sleazy in a way. Well, right? her name has even made it into the Elks call. So, I mean, they're, they're doing Everybody's something right talking, there. But, but it's just that it's, it's, I mean, in many ways with the NFL, it feels like a big WWE production. Yeah. Right? Sports, it's... sports entertainment is the technical term of the, the, but, yeah, the land that we're in now is sports entertainment. But even then, with the CFL, you are entertained by the sport. Yes. Right? You're watching the sport and you're entertained by it. Sometimes watching an NFL game, you see all of the other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, man, I'm, not even, and... I'm not even watching a game here. I'm just waiting for to see what, what else pops up. Well, in fantasy, right? But <laughs> a lot of big reason why I watch a lot of games as well is because of fantasy. And, you know, sure. Hey, I, I, I bet my chunk of change and I get in on, on fantasy every year. And that's, that's fun. I, I, if anything, fantasy makes NFL games a lot more fun lately. It just, it, it's a darn shame that the NFL has become a stale product and that, you know, people are kind of, kind of getting sick of it. And I, I honestly, I wish I knew a lot more about what happens down there in America, especially with football viewing, but it is it 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 is nice to hear an American mention yeah. that yes, there there people are looking for alternatives, and 
that, that hey leaves it wide open for the USFL and the XFL National Spring Football League, whatever they're going to call themselves. Mm -hmm. It does indeed open that up. And I do think that there is quality in the USFL and XFL. I just know that uh, we're going to watch Birmingham Stallions probably only. uh, And we're going to be still tuned in to CFL. Yeah, I think that it's also a little rough for the CFL right now, right? Because there's not a lot of talent that they can go with all of the other leagues that you see in the the U.S., it's a little harder to get some really good talent. They're struggling with that. They're struggling with pay. They're not paying the players as much as they would get down in the U.S. So when it comes to the popularity of the league itself, you can see the various reasons why it's not as popular as, say, the NFL or sure. even what the USFL used to be. But I think to get back to the question, I really do think that they're entertained by it a lot of americans are entertained by cfl because it's it's good entertainment it's clean it's oh it's high-flying football like the the best way that uh my boss at work actually put it is it's high-flying canadian football it's fast-paced it's for for some people they like the the chess game the strategy they like all that for others they aren't necessarily a big fan of 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 the fast paced of the rouge of the bigger field but it is it is really good that, uh to see that people are indeed tuning in so it's amazing we'll take it we'll take it <laughs> all right so the last question for the fan forum we're gonna go over an hour by a little bit but that is okay maybe maybe we'll see um question number three if the edmonton elves lose on friday to the toronto argonauts do you believe this season is a total loss or an equal season to 2022? I wouldn't call it a total loss, and I definitely wouldn't equal it to 2022. Right. Because there have been improvements. There have been... I mean, I went the entire 2022 season without seeing a single home game win. Yeah. Right? Home win. Um, so that alone just tells me that there have been improvements because of the changes that we have seen, because of the improvements that we have seen. I wouldn't equate it to a loss. I would equate it to a development here. Yeah. Which every team needs it. It might take another year. It might take another two, right? But we are on the right path to getting to a more, into a place that we can definitely be considered to be contenders. Totally. No, I I agree. Um, See, with this season, we got to see two home wins. So... Calling this season a complete loss, I think that that would be a bit crass. I I would say that this season was a much-needed improvement. Comparing where we're at right now to last season, last season we still had a lot of questions going into the offseason. One of the biggest questions is, is Taylor Cornelius going to work out? Do we have the right core? Are these guys going to be like, are we going to see the curse of gizmo get broken? You had so many questions. Like, what are you going to see in 2023? And I think a lot of fans really hoped to see Trey Ford start the season. Instead, Taylor Cornelius gets the big contract, basically a starters starters contract, a lot of guaranteed money. And we went into training camp with even more questions we start the season 0 and 9 
we can talk about playoff odds right now with three games to go. <laughs> when know, you start or not, <laughs> well, Dave, we had Dave Jamison on the show and Dave Jamison said, let's be real. The season's done. And then all of a sudden we started winning games. Not long after that, a couple weeks later. So we went from totally writing off the season to still talking about 0.05 playoff chance. It's still alive. It's still there. If this team had continued to trend that the way that it was, if it continued that trend, we would not be talking about playoff odds right now, even if if it is (laughs) 0.05. I like that you keep breaking that up. Yes. um, Over here, better season uh, than past post-COVID seasons. So in the last three seasons, yes, John, we would agree that this is the best season in the last three. Yep. Uh, Matt here. It was worth it to see the flash of Ford. I like it. The flash of Ford. Don't give him any more ideas. Down at he's Ford gonna, Field. He's thinking of making t-shirts with all these cool We are. Fans. We are going to. <laughs> here's the leak. The Elks call. The Elks heard leak. We're going to go ahead and make some Ford designs and throw them on a shirt and we'll sell limited batches. definitely nothing runs like trey ford expect that one for sure with a sweet graphic of trey ford uh ford field i'm pretty sure that we would get nailed by yeah i don't think we can do that one. yeah um ford field i want to say that's either detroit or uh that's uh or it's dallas it's one of those two (laughs) they got ford in, in in both of those um all right what do we got here nice thanks john uh definitely we will let you know uh, thoughts on Green Day? Okay, so John did actually have two questions. Let's get to them. The first one, we'll do the Green Day one. So thoughts on Green Day uh, doing Grey Cup halftime at the show this year? Uh, I'll tell you that it's better than Nickelback showing up at the Heritage Classic. So that's my thoughts on that. Okay. <laughs> um, somebody doesn't like Nickelback. <laughs> um, Green Day, once again, going back to the talk of doing things the American way or trying to attract American viewers, having green day there is going to attract viewers. You mm-hmm. will, especially with that announcement coming right at the end of September, September they ended. woke, they woke up green day right <laughs> as September ended. So they did a really good job on the announcement. Great marketing there for once, for, for once, here we go, guys. Go. Good job to the CFL for finally pulling off a great marketing move so not only did they get green day in there which is a very big band but they did it in in joke fashion with the song so and yes green day is also in on that joke so (laughs) good job to the cfl i think it's a great idea we i wouldn't doubt if we see the arkells do like a saturday show because they also have carrie underwood doing a friday night concert so this year the cfl and the great cup festival they're trying to do something different what they're doing here is they are doing a Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday is the Grey Cup. Right. And the Grey Cup is going to have uh, the halftime act of Green Day. So on Saturday night, I believe there's an open block for a concert. I do not doubt that it would be the Arkells. They did the Hamilton halftime short pre-show, something like that at the last one. So yep. uh, the last Grey Cup in Hamilton. So very, very big. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's it was a good choice. Like you say, it's definitely going to bring in viewers. Yeah, so totally. Definitely. Way definitely. Up. Let's go back to the question that John had right there you in go. the beginning. It was a really good question. If the city were to do upgrades to the stadium, what would you like the city to do? Ooh. See, so I, I think I know where this question is coming from. The Edmonton Sports Talk EST Hangout 
had Avery, our good friend, Avery McDougal Lewis. Lewis McDougal? McDougal Lewis. Avery of Avery Sports (laughs) Show. Avery's good stuff. Uh, One of our good friends now in the media. And he was talking about those cold weather games, Heritage Classic, the original Heritage Classic, 2003, the minus 25. I believe it was six six to eight hours of hockey outside uh, with the alumni game. People freezing their toes off. And they got into that conversation of what would you do to, like, is this experience not the best because of the weather? Doesn't the weather make any sports experience the greatest? Just like they mentioned ACDC, mm-hmm. 2009, the Thunder, right. all of that. So I do not believe a dome would be sufficient for Commonwealth Stadium. What I would like to see, as far as upgrades go, like renovate the actual washrooms, renovate the concessions. The concourse. The concourse needs renovations. The the light, man. You walk through there and it's so dim and gloomy and like cement and it's not inviting at all. Well, it's interesting too. (laughs) Commonwealth stadium has that odor ring of rainbow lighting and that's great. I love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. However, do something with the inside. Why can't we have an led ring on the inside flashing, you know, green and yellow. uh, Right now it's very prison like kind of. Yeah. On the inside, it is a bit (laughs) gloomy. Those lights, I would say that the lighting hasn't been upgraded in a hot minute down at Commonwealth stadium. Um, yeah, but what about you? What do you think that we should uh, just... Definitely the, the concourse. That is a big one that I do definitely think that needs some improvements. But I also agree with Matt here and say natural grass. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's something that they were also talking about was having the natural gas grass Sorry, from the 2015 mm-hmm. uh, FIFA World Cup, Women's World Cup. They had the natural grass in there. They had issues with the field for the for the Grey Cup for um oh sorry, no, no. Uh the 20 uh, 2018 we had it here. They had plastic turf for that. They did something where they covered it, they froze it, uh, and then they pulled the t- uh, they were trying to heat it, and that's where it created a massive block of ice. And the game, and I remember 2018 Grey Cup, it was not the greatest as far as watching high flying plays and everything else. It was a sheet of ice out there. With natural grass, it becomes frozen mm-hmm. and it destroys very easily. You get massive holes. So in the winter, it's one of those things where, yes, natural grass would allow Commonwealth and the city of Edmonton to host much bigger matches, international friendlies. Uh, let's say even with that whole messy dealio down there right. for Inter-Miami. Yeah, that he didn't want to play for the first few games because of the grass, right? He, he, turf. He didn't want to play turf. on yeah. turf. He wanted to play on natural yeah, grass. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, you're you're right. So, yeah, he didn't want to play on those uh, on those turf fields. Doesn't believe in it. And because of injuries, yes, mm-hmm. turf is really, really bad for injuries. It's just that here in Canada, with some of our with some of our climate in some of our markets, if they were to pull the gray cup back by a week or two, it would be a little bit more feasible for natural grass. Right. Um, uh, yeah, we do have John saying here that some of the stairs are falling. Uh, so he almost lived because there was a gap. I mean, they're definitely there. It's an old, old stadium, right? First and foremost, it's yeah. been there for a long time. You can definitely tell that it needs some upgrades. I want to um, say 74 is yeah. 74, 76. I want to say 74. 
And I think they're working on it. I know we were having some issues, especially on X, Section X. Scout calls it the stank of X. Yeah. Uh, we were getting a lot, like a really bad whiff of just sewage. Yeah. And so th I think that's been fixed. Though. It has been fixed. We have not mm -hmm. had any issues down there. It was actually after Richie, our good friend Richie Bagan over at the Edmonton Alps, he noticed it. And then I want to say Victor also noticed it. And once they both kind of realized that, yes, this is a city problem, the city actually fixed that. Yeah. So thank you, city of Edmonton, for And I mean, and that's what something. I would suggest. If that's an issue that you see uh, a gap on the stairs that causes an injury, definitely approach somebody from the Edmonton Alps and they will reach out to the proper channels you know, well channels then this... to get that fixed because that now that's a safety issue and that needs to be addressed first and foremost well and that's also just a friendly reminder to everybody as well that's property of city of edmonton so the commonwealth stadium it's not owned by the elks the elks are community owned the stadium is city owned so we if, if you make them aware of what's happening out there even on the surveys i think we get season seed holder surveys maybe mm -hmm. You make them aware they will get it fixed, especially if you put the word safety behind it. Yep. Uh, what else? David Beckham came here. They made the field smaller so he could do his tricks and stuff. When was David Beckham? I don't know. That must have been a hot minute ago. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I think we did have one last comment here by Ryan Messer just yes. giving us some Canadian-related news. Yes. So Canadian-related, we did get Christian and Adam Copeland back in the ring together on AEW. Yes, we saw that. So um, it's interesting. We went to the WWE Raw that was here. We got to see the live view, uh, live live uh, filming of Raw. Absolutely amazing. It was pretty mm -hmm. sweet. And Edge came out at the very end and uh, did it for the Canadian crowd, and everybody blew up. So it was really really cool. You remember yeah, right at the very end, yeah. and then all of a sudden they did this championship match after the fancy lights went off and everything else, and. We were kind of questioning what the heck happened, but uh, sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. Let's just hope <laughs> the CFL leave the CFL alone. Yes, Luckily, we're, we're fine. We're fine without them. Yes, and two thousand eight. John does have the stat. Two thousand eight. That's when David Beckham was here. We're gonna have cool. to look up that match for okay. sure. Um, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that has been a rather quick episode. We are going to be taking off to Toronto, flying out 6 a.m., big jet airliner. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be hitting up a Leafs home opener. Uh, we were ho really hoping to catch a Blue Jays game, but most importantly, Elks versus Argos in Toronto. Look out for the Elks herd jerseys out there. Little bandeasy action. I will not be bringing the horn as I do not want to get beat up in Toronto <laughs> at BMO Field. Uh, if anybody is going to be out there, uh, get a hold of us and we will link up with you out there. Yes. Why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Other than that, everybody, we cannot thank you enough for joining the herd tonight on the Elks call. Uh, real quick, thank you, John, for the update. 7 2. Uh, enjoy the T dot. Thank you very much, Matt. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much to our viewers on Edmonton Sports Talk. Thank you so much to everybody that's listening on your favorite podcatcher. And thank you to everybody that blew up the herd chat tonight and got in on the show. Really appreciate you all. My name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. To you and Alex. 
and that's Saul, and he's a Hamilton Tiger Cat fan. <laughs> Tiger Cats fan. We are the Elks Herd. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This was another great episode of the Elks Call. Cheers! Bye.